Welcome to the Legends Lounge on the Country Sport Breakfast. And we welcome to our Legends Legends Lounge, uh, former All Black captain Reuben Thorne this morning. Reuben, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Are you enjoying the Rugby World Cup so far? Well, there's been some good games, but um, to be honest, I've struggled to get too excited just yet. But I think um, you know, as, as we're heading into the quarterfinals, it's, it's going to start get more. It's going to start getting more exciting, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've never played Uruguay before, have we? No, I don't think we have. No, so that'll be uh, something new, new for the boys. But um, yeah, I don't think they'll give us too much trouble, to be honest. All right, let's talk about let's talk about you. Go back to uh, to to your amazing career with uh, with rugby. You were born in Christchurch, but you actually were educated at New Plymouth Boys High. Um, is that where you grew up in in the Naki? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had a, um, a sheep and beef farm up in Taranaki, so that's that's where I went to school and spent most of my childhood. But um, yeah, straight after high school, I came back down to Christchurch, which I'd always had a strong connection with because I, you know, I, I was born here, obviously, and I had lots of um, family down here. Um, and went out to Lincoln University. Back in the day, New Plymouth Boys High. I mean, they were always a pretty strong rugby team. Was uh, was it always rugby your first choice when you were, were going to school there? Yeah, yeah. No, I've always um, always played rugby, and, and back then, I mean, I was very lucky. We had a, a really strong era of, of uh, rugby coming through the school at that time. Guys like um, well, Jason Holland, Gordon Slater. They were the older guys that were there when I started, and then. Um, while I was there playing, we actually won the inaugural World First 15 Championship. Wow. Um, and we had you know, Campbell Feather and uh, Daryl Lilly and uh, Mark Irwin and, and Daniel Smith and lots of guys who went on and played for either the Hurricanes or, um, or Taranaki and, and other super rugby teams. So it was a pretty strong era of, um, of rugby back then. Yeah, absolutely. You originally were a flanker, but you've sort of alternated between uh, flanker and, and lock, haven't you? Yeah, well, I, yeah, at school I actually played a lot of lock, but um, yeah, I moved to the, my my preferred position was uh, number six. Um, but then, ironically, I started playing for Canterbury as a as a lock just just because of injuries. Really, I was um, given the opportunity to get a start, and I said, "Yeah, I'll play wherever you want me to." So um, I was thrown into lock, and um, that's where I you know sort of got my foot in the door, I guess, and and kicked on from there. And back in the day when you were selected for, for Canterbury and then on to the Crusaders, I mean, Canterbury was a very strong rugby province, wasn't it? Still is. Yeah, although that was, um, that was 1997 when I first played for them. And that was a bit of a turning point for the province, I think, because they had, I mean, they'd been, always been doing okay. But, you know, I remember that season, we had not beaten Auckland for 14 years. Um and we beat them twice that year and, and went on to, to play and win the NPC Championship that year. So um, that sort of flowed through into Super Rugby as well with the Crusaders. So it was sort of a beginning with guys like, you know, Mertens and Marshall and um, Todd Blackadder and those guys were all sort of making their mark, I guess. So, um, and I was lucky to be a part of that. And Auckland always been the needle match for Canterbury, hasn't it? I mean, it's coming up again tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night in the quarterfinals of NPC, Canterbury and Auckland. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of history there. Um, two, you know, obviously probably the two largest uh, provincial provinces, um, and yeah, just lots of uh, lots of great history between the two. Uh, there's the two big teams, one from the north and one from the south. So, 
um, it's always a good matchup, and yeah, tomorrow will be will be no different. I think. Let's move on to then Super Rugby, where you became captain of the Crusaders. And in fact, in 2002, I think it was, 12 victories for the Crusaders, an unprecedented 13 wins from 13 games. That was the perfect season. What went right that season for the team? Well, I don't know. We, we talk about that quite a bit, um, you know, sort of reflect on how we managed to do that. But um, what most people probably don't realise is that Almost all of those games were, were very narrow wins. You know, we had a we had a couple of big wins, but a lot of them, um, in fact, the vast majority were by less than seven points. Um, so we just managed to find a way to get through and and win those tight games. And um, at the end of it, yeah, we we had a perfect season with with no losses. So yeah, it's something we look back on pretty fondly. And, and incredibly, you know, some pretty legendary players and coaches around uh, at that time too weren't there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we were um, in you know, Canterbury and Crusader Rugby has been extremely fortunate with the quality of coaching that's that's been there over many years um, and the players have, that have come through. So, you know, being part of that, when you look back on it, you think, wow, it's just such a lucky um, time in my life that I got to learn from those people and play alongside those people and be part of that experience. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, they're, they're pretty special memories for me. Catching up with Reuben Thorne, who, uh, well, earned his first all-black cap in 1999. Can you remember where you were and how you re- received the news of being selected for the all-blacks in 99? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we were, um, well, I got called into the squad, um, sort of, uh, which was a bit of a surprise. And then we, at pretty short notice, I had to travel to South Africa with the team. Um, and then I got named to play uh, against the Springboks up in Pretoria. So, um, yeah, that was all pretty amazing, really. I, I remember the game. I, I came off the bench, and it's just up in Pretoria in, in an All Blacks match. There's just this incredible noise from the crowd, um, which always sort of struck me that just the intensity of the the atmosphere up there. So, um, yeah, it was it was amazing and very fortunate to get a part of that, um, you know, and, and to get that. Uh, the first time you get your jersey handed to you and presented to you and, and all the things that go with your uh, your debut game are all pretty special. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I certainly remember it pretty clearly. It was baptism by fire, really, isn't it? Being really thrown in the deep end against the Springboks. Yeah. Yeah, no, thankfully we won. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but yeah, it was. I mean, uh, they're always intense games, the all-back Springbok games, and um, to do that as your first test match, um, yeah, it was a bit of a baptism of fire, but um, you know, I, I certainly um, am glad that I went through that and had that and was surrounded by some pretty good people. And then you took over as captain of the ABs uh, after Anton Oliver um, um, was injured and you led them through 2002-2003 with some pretty success, pretty big successes, really, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, no, we, it was a funny time, really, because um, you know, John Mitchell and Robbie Deans had just come in um, after Wayne Smith sort of, he didn't stand out, but you know, all that sort of thing was going on. Um, but we actually played some pretty good rugby. We had record scores against uh, the Wallabies and the Springboks, um, and we won back the Bledisloe Cup, which New Zealand has not let go since. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, it's 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 a tough job being the All Black captain. There's a lot of scrutiny on you, uh, a lot of expectation, but. Um, yeah, in terms of 
testing your character and, and I guess learning about leadership and, and you know all that sort of thing. It, it was a, you know, a great experience. Um, so yeah, I, I feel very lucky to have had that opportunity. Did you enjoy being captain? I think it's like most things. So there are parts that you really enjoy, um, and there are other parts of the of that particular job anyway that um, I certainly didn't enjoy. You know, I I've never been one for the spotlight or the you know public speaking or any of that sort of. I just don't enjoy that. Um, but with that particular job, that's one of the things you had to do and get your head around. So um, once you you sort of do that, and you can just get on and focus on trying to play well and and be a, a you know a good leader and a good team member. So you took about winning the Bledisloe Cup in 2003, and they haven't taken us off. But uh, I hate to bring hate to bring this one up, but at Rugby World Cup in 2003, eliminated by the Wallabies. Gee, what went wrong? Oh, look, we we yeah, we went into that game and that tournament um, playing really well, but you know, the, the Wallabies had obviously done a fair bit of homework. Is um, the, the infamous intercept try that? Sterling Warlock scored where you know, if he hadn't got that we probably would have scored seven points at the other end of the field and who knows what could have happened but um, those are pretty fine margins when you get to that end of the of the tournament so um, yeah we just couldn't crack them that day and they, they outplayed us. And you look at the Rugby World Cup now and you think the standard of, well the standard has really of world rugby, it's improved hasn't it? Yeah I think yeah I, I think you know back then there was maybe four or five teams that you would consider really top-level teams. But now now the top 10 is a lot more even, I think. Um, you know, certainly the top eight teams will be very, very competitive. And, and, you know, you look at teams like Fiji, when they get all of their players back together, they're just showing what sort of talent they've got. Um, you know, the Wallabies aren't going too well this year, but, you know, they're still a talented team. Um, and you look at those Northern Hemisphere sides, they're all pretty strong. So it's, it's very, very competitive. You moved on to coach Canterbury for a, for a number of years. I think you finished a couple of years ago. Did you enjoy the coaching side of things, Ruben? Well, look, I've, I've always done some coaching. I coached, you know, at school and at club level. And then, you know, I had the opportunity to coach Canterbury. So I, I always wanted to give something back to, to the union. Um, and so, yeah, and again, it, just like being the all-black captain, there's, there's parts of that job that I really, really enjoyed. And there are other parts that were, not so enjoyable, but you know, overall the experience of giving back and trying to trying to make a difference there and um, bring young players through um, is, is pretty rewarding. So yeah, overall it was it was a good experience. And what's Reuben Thorne doing today now? What are you involved in now, Reuben? Um, look, I'm settled in Christchurch. My kids are here. I've got a couple of businesses, um, um, just in Christchurch, mostly in the coffee industry, to be honest. So I've got a coffee roastery and. I'm involved in the Black and White Coffee Cartel, uh, which is a, a cafe franchise down here that we've set up. Um, so, yeah, that keeps me busy, and I'm still involved in rugby as well, just doing a bit of coaching at, um, at, at a school level. Fantastic. Well, again, Ruben, congratulations on an amazing uh, career in rugby, both for Crusaders, for Canterbury, and for the All Blacks. And thanks for joining us this morning. No problem. Absolute pleasure. Ruben Thorne, former All Black uh, captain and, of course, Crusaders and Canterbury captain as well. And don't forget the Cantabrians take on Auckland 5 past 7 tomorrow night in Bunnings NPC quarterfinals. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. 
And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.